When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Climber, it's not enough that your song doesn't have any reason for the artist not to cut it. A lack of reasons to say no to your song does not equal a yes. If you want to get your song recorded by a major artist, you must have a major built-in yes. What does that mean? We're going to talk about that today on The Climb. Johnny, do that thing you do. Welcome to The Climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need to win. The good news is you don't need anybody's permission. You can do it yourself. The bad news is you got to do it yourself. And you got to be smarter than the average bear. You got to be an artist and a little bit of a marketer and a little bit of a business person. But you can do it. When you start to make those waves, the people you want to work with will come out of the woodwork to fall at your feet and kiss your ring and tell you that you're the greatest thing that ever existed, right? That's why we called it the climb. C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. Brilliant! That's a Baxternym from Brent Baxter, my co-host, my good friend, and hit songwriter. It's got cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Chavez, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Couple number ones in Southern Gospel in the last couple years, couple two, three years. Got a top ten in the last couple months in Australian radio. So he's making miracles happen. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro. And when you get all that stuff together, man, the final piece of the puzzle is just to get you connected with some pros who can get that stuff cut and get you in the right writing rooms. And he does that too. You can find him at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Look, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Anti Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. What's happening, brother? We're still hanging in there, brother. Hanging in there. Stuff to do. Long list for today, like every day. My list is crazy right now. Man. So that's how we do it. What do we do? We just do more. Keep going. Two people that are helping me, like with the whole workload, just gone out on the bench, mm-hmm. not in the game. And all of a sudden, it's just me and five other basketball players, and I'm trying to make it happen by myself. Yeah, you're you're playing five on three, huh? <laughs> five on five one. On one. Right. <laughs> it's five on one right now. Oh my gosh! So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been 
it's been a lot. But listen, it's a high class problem. I got a lot of business, so that's good. That's all right. That's all right. What are we gonna learn today, huh? Yes. So I was doing a song feedback the other day for a member of the Songwriting Pro community. So that's something that's a service I offer at songwritingpro.com slash coaching is song feedback. You send me your song. I listen to it. I record my feedback and I send it back to you. Mm -hmm. So it's not a real time meeting, but that way I get a stew on the song and get it back to you within usually about a week. But anyway, so I was doing the song feedback the other day for a member of the community. And as I was recording the evaluation, it hit me that my feedback for this particular writer would probably be helpful for a lot of writers. So I wanted to make an episode out of it. So that's what we're doing today. Oh, all right. Well, before we do that, let's get take care of a little business here. Join the climb community on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash community forward slash the no facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community. Right. And you got to ask me, let in, we let everybody in. If you're good boys and girls, you get to stay. in. if you're not, you're going to get roadhoused out, but there's a place in there where you talk about your gigs, where you talk about your new music and where you talk about your wins and we're going to talk about wins. Right. So that's right. Every Wednesday we have our new Heights post where we encourage you to share your wins with us so we can celebrate with you in the comments of the new Heights post. It has the mountains on there. You see it every Wednesday. You can even go back a week or two. It's fine. Just in there. And so we have more than we can share this week as always, which is awesome. But I'm going to share two of these with you that caught my eye. The first one is from climber Michael McFarland. He says, just got word that at least three songs uh, Stephen Charles and I wrote and with an up and coming Southern rock artist. One also had Patrick Adams killing it on the right, made the cut for an album slated to be released this fall. So that is awesome. Michael and Stephen and Patrick. So good stuff happening there. If you listen to last week's episode, Patrick also had a win in there. So just winning all over the place. And another one. They're just working. They're constantly working. Yes, I know. It's amazing how many wins they come up with when they're just constantly working. It's the grind, baby. There's no luck with these people. They they make their own luck. Uh, Another one I want to share today is from Carrie Latham. Uh, She says, Terry Wayne, Marley Rubenstein, and I got our song Pennies and Wishes placed on hold for a 2023 movie being filmed in Mississippi set in the 1950s. (laughs) So we are just so excited. Just wrote it. So it's a quick placement for us. So Marla's on there going, I don't think ink's even dry on the lyric sheet yet. So congrats, Carrie and Terry and Marla. That is awesome. So one thing I've noticed on these, you know, as we do these is you see a lot of the names cross pollinating. Right. Mm. Marla writes, she may have something with Randy Maynard and then Marla has something with Carrie and then Carrie may have something with Patrick or with Rick Mm -hmm. Hamburgie or whatever. You know, it's like you see these names that are just popping up in different things going, oh, it's like they get in, they start meeting each other in the community and they start collaborating and stuff is happening. Right. So that's fun to see. And of course, you know, they're commenting on each other's stuff and giving attaboys and attagirls and all that good stuff, which is fun. So congrats. y'all. Keep on climbing. That's awesome. I love it. All right. So, hey, follow the uh, client community or subscribe to it, whatever platform you're on, and tell a friend about it. That's what's important, guys. You're listening for a reason. People continue to binge this. When they get turned on to it, they go binge. You know, they cherry pick like a boat. Look how there's how many episodes to choose from now? 365. 365. One for each day of the year, not even counting pull out Friday episodes like song title challenges and all that good stuff. I never even thought about it that way. That's, yeah, that's just regular episodes. It's really like you could, if you consume one episode a day, you couldn't consume our whole catalog of episodes, including all of the external, you know, the bonus stuff that we put out on Fridays. Right. You couldn't do that in like two years. So I hate to say it, Patrick Adams, when you are doing your yearly re-listen to all of it, 
you have your work cut more and more out for you every day, every week. Yeah, so. <laughs> we're just making it worse. <laughs> I know. So, um, all right. So, talk to me about this big yes. Yeah. So, I love the word yes. By the way, love it. Man, yeah, I do too. It's nice. That's my favorite word. <laughs> and a good band too, I guess. So, anyway. Yeah. So again, I was doing a song evaluation, which is a service I provide. And so, this um, I'm going to give a little. Basically, the theme of this episode is your song must have a big yes. So here's a little backstory of the song that was sent in to my song evaluation service. It was good. This song had a solid melody and it had a solid lyric. It checked a lot of the commercial country boxes. It was mid to up tempo. It was positive. It was a love song. It had a lot of imagery and it had a fairly unique title. So I had no problem with any of that. You know, just check, 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 check all this stuff, right? It had no reason in that checklist for an artist to say no to it. But there was a problem. Johnny, it was a song about riding around in your truck with a hot girl. So imagine that. What's the problem with that? Johnny, can you name a country song about riding around in your truck with a hot girl? I'm going to name about 50 of them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, oh, where do I narrow it down? We got Chillin' It by Cole Swindell, Cruise by Florida Georgia Line, How Country Feels by Randy Hauser, Take a Little Ride, Jason Aldean, Something About a Truck, Kit More, I Don't Want This Night to End by Luke Bryan, Ready, Set, Roll for Chase Rice, and a whole lot more. <laughs> <sighs> so that's just like, well, that's just a small little taster, little sample, little flight of these, right? right? You get the idea? There are so many of these songs cruising around music row that how is yours going to stand out from the pile and get cut, especially if you're not writing with the artist. So it just goes into the pile of a thousand other songs that are good, capable, professional grade songs. There's no reason to say no to that song to your song, but there's not a big reason to say yes to it. Okay. Yeah. On a side note, mm -hmm. this just hit me. What is it about, that's just so compelling about driving around like a hot chick in your car. Like if we're driving around, we're getting somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Like, <laughs> yes. I wonder what he ever talks about where they're going to. Like, what, right. what, what is the fascination with driving around in your car with somebody? Well, Whoever it is, I don't care if it's Cindy Crawford or or well, you know the, the, the Giselle Bunch or whatever, like the hottest chick in the world. Like who gives a shit? Like <laughs> how is this just hit me? Like why? Like where are we going? Like why? Why? Why are we talking about that? Like we're on our way to a huge bonfire. Well, because <laughs> if you grew up where I grew up in Batesville, Arkansas, the going was the only place to go. Okay, well, like there wasn't a whole lot. Then else. you're going somewhere. Nobody just drives around, do they? Aren't they going to like? Yeah, it's Billy called, Bob's house. It's, it's called cruising, and you're kind of going around seeing your friends. Hey, buddy, or like Walmart. Really? We got Walmart. You know, so like, especially like, at least my experience growing up is like, like my house, your place, whatever. Or we're like, oh, Walmart's still open, or Taco Bell, maybe. There's not a, play, a lot of places to go if there wasn't a party or something else going on, or you're going to go see a movie and eat afterwards or something like that. There wasn't oh, a so whole you're driving up and down like the boulevard. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, and yeah. you're driving out the country, just driving around, talking, listening to the radio, and all that stuff, too. So, okay. Yeah. All I, right. Okay. I digress. That was my experience, anyway. <laughs> but also, I think part of it probably because you listen to music in the car or the truck, right, as you're driving around. So it's like, it yeah. fits what I'm doing. <laughs> that probably didn't hurt either. So, so what you're saying, though, is like you got this really great song. And if it's just like all these other songs, then well, I would say it was good. If it's competitive, mm -hmm. the artist is going to choose a friend. Well, yeah. Right? So so this song was kind of checking the boxes that we kind of go, OK, this helps turn the odds in your favor if you check these boxes with your song. But still. 
it's like for your version of this song that we've all written okay we've all written it. you've written the driving around in the truck with a girl thing whatever and you're going to write it again and again for you to get that version of that song your version of that song to get recorded by a major artist it has to be freaking unbelievable yeah. right it has to beat out the artist version of that song because you know the artist has written it it has to beat out the producer's co-write of that song because you know they've written it and it has to beat out all the artist buddies version of this song because you know they've written it they all we all have our version of the song and if the artist is going to cut one of these types like you just said johnny like you better give them a really good reason to cut your version of that song rather than everyone else's everyone in their inner circle. It's, it's really that simple. Now simple doesn't mean easy, but it's that simple, but also I just kind of want to sidebar here and Hey, I don't want to be a total downer here. Like if you're writing some of these types of songs, I think it really does point in a good direction. And it says a lot of good things about your songwriting. For example, like say this particular songwriter and this one that came in through the song evaluation service, it shows that the writer knows what works on country radio. Mm-hmm. He knows that artists cut this type of song. He knows that up-tempo, positive love songs work. And so that's all good stuff, right? Like you're not off on this own little planet where you, you have you ever listened to country radio? No, this writer's obviously listened to country radio and he's building things that are appropriate for the market and the building blocks are there, you know? Mm-hmm. So what it comes down to is for me, that song was just lacking the big yes. So my, my review of it was like all positive. This is great. This is great. This is good. You're doing this. You're doing that. That's great. Now we just need the magic fairy dust. <laughs> all right. Can I, can I, hold on. I got to, yeah. I'm not sure if this is where you're going, but okay. I think the point's relevant if you're going there or not. I just had this conversation with Mackenzie O'Brien, one of my yeah. artists, right? We just cut her record. Dude, I can't wait for you to hear. Oh my God, I forgot to tell you about this. this is like, oh, was so fun. So quick, quick, just sorry, quick side note. Like, oh, it's okay for telling me how great one of my songs turned out. That's fine. Yeah, no, it, it, we, I'm telling you how great one of your songs turned out. Okay, I should have got issues because it's such a weird song, right? It's just so, so unique. It's almost like it's almost like a novelty song. You could call it that, right? Mm-hmm. Because of that, Zach and I, my co producer, Zach Allen, we, we just. It, this I've, I've never done this before. Usually, you go into the studio, you got everybody in there. You're gonna play the work tape of the song, show mm-hmm. them the chart. They're gonna hear the melody, they hear the the groove on the work tape, and then maybe you're gonna play them like a reference sonically, like, "Hey, we want to kind of this is the orbit we want to be in." Mm-hmm. What we did is we played them a reference song for the orbit, like sonically, this is the world we want to live in, mm-hmm. and we just played the beat mm-hmm. i had had her down because it's such a specific vocal yeah right like how she says that it's all attitude and stuff like that yeah so when y'all got done writing it it was blue that did the work tape on the vocal yeah because she hadn't gotten her head around it yet you know on how to do that so she went up with her band and they're not like the greatest musician they don't know how to make records or whatever and so they just kind of butchered it you know so she came <laughs> back down and i recorded her just in my like living room just we worked on the phrasing for that i'm like now mm-hmm. take this back to the band so you're you're delivering it right well we had that vocal yeah so we just played the band the vocal and the beat yeah and here's the chart make this work you know what yeah. I mean? and, dude it was awesome oh, <laughs> it came out so good but wh- what we were talking about was and we've talked about this on podcasts before so i'm wondering how this pertains to like if the magic fairy dust that you're talking about mm-hmm. is really the personality and the taste of the artist after they learn how to become competitive and the conversation i just had a couple days ago with Mackenzie was like look all artists like we all start out mimicking yeah 
Uh-huh. Right. There's there's somebody that, you know, that just turns us on as an artist. We're like that shows us the light. And we're like, OK, that's what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. And it's the same thing for a writer. Like I always consider writers or artists, you know, and they're like, that's what I want to do. That's where I want to be. And so we start to mimic them and mimic them and mimic, mimic uh-huh. them. And then at some point when you do it enough, uh-huh. you start to veer off of that road because now you've kind of learned how the clock works. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you're kind of making your own time, right? Mm-hmm. And you're doing your own thing. For Mackenzie, it was Casey Musgraves, right? Mm. Like she loved Casey Musgraves. And I think she put out a bunch of music that was just like really kind of right on that line and she did it. Mm-hmm. And then she just reached that point, that door that every artist has to walk through where they are like, okay, this is boring now. Like, I'm done doing this. I have to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like this project that we just recorded with like not one but two Brent songs on there. Yeah. Is the closest project she's put out so far. It's the closest to her truth. Yeah. Right. It's her voice. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it special. Do you think, is that what you're kind of talking about? The magic fairy dust? Because basically you're saying, okay, this song was good. So they learned how the clock works. They made this competitive. This holds up, mm-hmm. but it ain't going to get cut yeah. until you make friends with Jason Aldean, until you make friends with that producer. Right. And so you need something more than that. Yes. It needs something different. It might be a great title, a concept, uh, a crazy you know like melody phrasing something that really stands out yeah because i want my songs to be like a yes or no song like not a throw it in the pile with all the others just like it song right because i don't like my odds in a stack of songs right oh that's good yeah hard yes or hard no exactly and like sugar daddy issues the mckenzie cut yeah now we didn't have to pitch that because we wrote with her but that's a hard yes or no song it's a hard yes or no song. So this is the kind of song. It's like it's what I mean. It's almost like a novelty song. And by the way, so we had the musicians we had in there, not the normal cast of characters I mm-hmm. work with, because she's not really country, right? She's kind of like alt country, alt pop, pseudo Americana, kind of like. It's almost like an alt Lizzo song. It really is almost like that. It is. And so it's all about like how you deliver that line. And dude, she crushed yeah. it, by the way. She fucking crushed Great. it. But yeah, it's like one of those that can just be. That's how the consumer is going to take it. Yeah. And I think it just has the DNA to go like super viral. Like yeah. it has, it, whether it will or it won't, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it certainly has it to where all of a sudden every girl's doing their stupid selfie. Right. And they're like, sugar, daddy, daddy. issues. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's more of a binary choice. Like either you love it or you don't. Yeah. Like for an artist, if I'm pitching to them, they're hopefully going to love it or they don't but they're not going to have a ton like it. Yeah. So if you love it, there's a good chance you're going to cut it. Then it comes down to, do I want to cut this or not? Not do I want to cut this or the other 50 like it, three of which I wrote. They're going to cut the one they wrote because they're more tied to it emotionally and financially. Right. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. So like, yeah, sugar daddy issues. I remember hearing a song when I, like right after I moved to Nashville, I was hanging out with Norman DeVazier, who was very kind to me. He worked at RPM Music. When I first met him, we did like a single song on a song that I'd written. And then he went independent and I was hanging out with him some. And anyway, he played me the song. I was like, what do you think about it? And I don't remember what the name of the song was now, but I was like, I don't know if I love it or I hate it. He goes, good. That's a sign that might be a hit. <laughs> it's reactive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I love it or hate it. He goes, okay, good. That's a good sign. And it's that kind of binary thing. Like, you're not going to have a lot like it. Yeah. And so I'm going through and like, okay, if this is the hypothesis of binary. Which isn't safe, by the way, is it? It's not safe. It doesn't feel safe. But safe, middle of the road is where everyone gets run over kind of thing. That's right. right. That's right. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's a safe, not going to get cut song. Mm -hmm. So looking at my outside cut. Safely not going to get cut. (laughs) Yeah. It's safe. It's predictable. Great. You're not going to get that cut. So looking at some of my outside cuts. So these are songs that I did not write with the artist. I did not write with the producer. We did not have the machinery or leverage or politics in our favor. This was cut because they loved the song. Mm -hmm. So Monday Morning Church by Alan Jackson. It was a different title and a different way of presenting the tried and true Somebody I Love Has Died song, right? Mm -hmm. Every Head Bowed was cut by Randy Travis. It was a funny song from the point of view of like a seven or eight-year-old or six-year-old kid in church. There can't be that many of those floating around Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Crickets by Joe Nichols was a funny story that didn't do what you had expected it to do with that title. It was different. So, and each of these songs had like reasons for an artist to say no. Monday Morning Church is slow. It's sad. It talks about yelling at God. Okay. Every Head Bowed is kind of silly. It has Spork and Twinkie in the lyric. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Crickets doesn't put the singer in the best light. Like his mouth gets him in kind of a funny, uncomfortable spot. Okay. So he's not coming out looking amazing at the end of this. He's just human. And, you know, we kind of laugh hopefully with him more so than Adam, but like there's reasons to say no to each of these. And there were several artists who did say no to each of these songs. We pitched them around. So they weren't for everybody, but that's okay because those songs were for somebody. Not everybody. Write a song that's for somebody. Mm -hmm. You try to write a song that's for everybody, you kind of end up hitting nobody. Nobody's going to hear it if you write it for everybody. Write the song for somebody. Yeah. So, like, on those songs, Monday Morning Church, Crickets, Every Head Bowed, like, either the artist wanted to cut those songs or not. The choice wasn't, oh, let's cut this song written by some guy I don't know or the other 500 good ones that are a whole lot like it. So I had a Brad Paisley hold about two weeks before they cut for the, what ended up being, like, seventh gear record. And so I ran into Brad at this number one party down the road. So I like, I'm going to introduce myself because I have a reason to now. And 
anyway, so I'm like, hey, Brad, I'm Brent. I wrote this song, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think y'all have it on hold right now. So I just want to say thanks and be glad you like it. And he goes, man, that is a perfectly written song. And I'm like, well, that's what writing with Byron Hill will do for you. <laughs> but and so I'm like, got my fingers crossed and my hopes up that, OK, they're cutting about like a week and a half, two weeks. They didn't cut it. So I'm like, huh. Well, it seems like a pretty sure bet when they go, that's like perfectly written. Well, then the, the record came out and I went and bought it bitterly and was listening to it. You know, I hate listening because my song didn't make it. Yeah. And then like what they did not do was replace my song with one like it that Brad had written or liked better or that one of his crew wrote like, you know, Lee Thomas Miller, Kelly Lovelace or something like it wasn't one of their versions of my song that bumped me. He just didn't go to that emotional place on the record, like at all, just didn't go there. Uh, and so, so it didn't fit stylistically. It just didn't fit. Yeah. It's like, I can live with that. Yeah. You know, I can live with that. That just wasn't where he decided to go on that record. You know, that song has been cut before it's, it's been cut since. And I have hope that it's going to see a wider audience one of these days, but you know, that's just kind of how it is. The same thing with Lady Antebellum. We, I wrote a song for them called, uh, well, I wrote with, Hillary and some other people back before Lady Annabelle got together called A Woman Scorned. And you know that one. I cut it. Yeah, exactly. You cut it on an artist. And it was aggressive and fun and in your face. Yeah. And so Lady A loved it. They played all their shows because it was great for energy in their show. And they cut it, but it didn't make like the proper record. It ended up being a bonus track. Yeah. And I was miffed, of course, because I'm like, come on, you need up-tempo, energy, feel good, whatever. And you've been playing it forever. Then the record came out and I listened to it. I'm like, oh, they just didn't really go there. Like that was just more aggressive than their lane. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's funny. Like from a producing point of view, I mean, I'll get an artist, you know, up here like with Josh Roy. I mean, I think we cut five songs. Mm -hmm. I think we had 18 that he had written that were pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you really don't know where it's going to end up. You know what I mean? Like it starts to appear, you know, mm -hmm. the more songs you get, like for instance, there's one song with that Josh wrote with blue and I think Chick's, yeah, Chick Savage, that's called I Don't Decide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's from the perspective, it's all about the music business and trying to make it in the music business mm -hmm. from the perspective of the honky tonk. So freaking cool, right? Yeah. And I love that song. I, I, as the producer, wanted that song to be on the record so bad, mm -hmm. right? So bad. Right. But then it just became more and more apparent that this wasn't going to work. You know, first of all, it didn't fit in. It just started to stick out too much mm -hmm. from the other songs that were going to clearly be on the record. Yeah. And that certain perspective, too, it was like we just had to go for mass appeal. Like, you know what? People in the music business love this song, right? Mm -hmm. He played that song. Doug Johnson flipped out on it. Like, you know, songwriters are going to freaking love it, right? Yeah. And that's your Bluebird song. Yeah. It's a freaking Bluebird song. But the rest of the mass country audience probably not going to get that. Right. You know what I mean? It's not going to hit them right between the eyes like the other song. So it didn't make it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And my heart was a little broken, but it was the right thing to do. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Which, you know, there's still value for that song for, say, Trick and Blue because you played it for Doug Johnson and after he flipped, he probably said, who wrote that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? And so there's value in that for the writers yeah. to help open doors, build relationships, have people like file you in the, wow, good writer file in their brain.
in that song when he's like when he's in town and he's doing a rider night like when he's doing a freak show mm-hmm. everybody shuts up and listens to that song yeah. like that that's one of those songs where you're gonna get the mad respect of all the other writers too mm-hmm. right so that song is actually like really good behind the scenes for him right yeah and that's where it's gonna live i think probably forever but because it's so freaking good but it's like it's probably never gonna see maybe not see the light of day you know i don't know how it'll yeah some songs are that way where they you know, the, the part of the iceberg under the water where, you know, that song's going to help Blue and Trick get back in the room. Yeah, and Josh. With Josh. Yeah. Because he's like, this song is awesome. I play it. So I think of you. Yeah. And, you know, let's go. Hopefully, as the rocket takes off, right. it helps him stay on board, you know, yep. keep playing to the side of that rocket. So, but coming back to this, what you want to do is you want to give an artist a reason to say yes to your song, not just remove reasons to say no. When you remove reasons to say no, you get vanilla. You know, you get the safe thing that looks like a hit song, kind of waddles like a hit song, quacks like a hit song, whatever. But ultimately, people don't give a duck. Thank you. That. <laughs> that was right there. That just came off the top of my head. That's when you're trying to text something different on, on an Apple phone. <laughs> so anyway, you, correct you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to give the people a reason to pick your song. So maybe that's the idea or the title that's so different. Maybe it's a melody and vibe that breaks new ground. Maybe it's just a mix of the two. Something that makes them go, yes, you know? And so here's the bottom line to keep in mind. Not giving an artist a reason to say no to your song does not equal a yes. Here's another way of saying it. A lack of no does not equal yes. Yeah. And so... I'm trying to go more, especially, you know, maybe a little different ball game when you're writing with the artist. You still want to push, you know, the envelope and still they got to have a reason. To There's say nuance. That. There's nuance yeah. to this. Yeah. When you're writing with the artist. Yeah. Because some of my artist co-writes that have been cut, they're not as out there as some of my outside cuts that have been cut. Right. They don't have to be. It's you're playing a little bit of a different game there with the artist and you're in the service business and they're choosing from a, di- a smaller stack. They're choosing from what's the best stuff I've written, you know. Yeah. So but the outside stuff, it's like, man, don't worry about the reasons for them to say no. Worry about the reasons for them to say yes to your song. You know, I'm wondering. This just occurred to me. Tell me if you agree with this. Like, mm-hmm. so you say eliminating reasons to say no does not equal. Yes, does not equal a yes. But. I feel like it's a metric or a mile marker mm-hmm. on your songwriting journey, right? Yes. Like step one is keep writing and keep writing and keep writing mm-hmm. until you can write good enough to eliminate all the reasons to say no. Yes. You got to kind of start there. Right? Yes. No. That's what I was talking about earlier. Like this is not saying anything bad about this writer. It points yeah. to a lot of good things. You understand yeah. a lot of stuff about writing. These are necessary, necessary steps mm-hmm. that in with nuance, like if you're in the room with the artist, maybe that song gets cut, right? Because the artist is a co-writer on there. But then you need to go beyond that to really, you know. The outside thing. The outside cut, which is essentially, you know, probably how you're going to break in unless you befriend an up-and-coming artist and and you're in that class Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they have a huge hit. You know, you're you're writing with Luke Combs and Luke Combs blows up out of nowhere and now you're in all the rooms and now you're, yeah. You know, it's a little bit of the Babe Ruth thing. Babe Ruth was a home run king, but he also struck out more than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he led the league in strikeouts because he Brett was going for the big swing, right? <laughs> big swing. Yeah. <laughs> Brett Favre lead them in home run or in, in touchdowns, but also in interceptions, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Gunslinger, right? Yeah. And so that's what I've told people before is I told one writer one time in a coaching session, songwritingpro.com slash coaching, that 
you know, he was kind of doing that thing. It was like checking all the boxes. I'm like, all right, this is good, but this is ultimately safe. You need to have a little more Brett Favre in you, in your game. Yeah. You need to take some swings. You need to try to go like, I'm going to try this pass. It may not work. Yes. <laughs> but that is going to be what gives somebody reason to say no, but it's also going to be what gives somebody, hopefully, a reason to say yes, right? Yep. The same thing that's going to get some people to pass on it is the same reason why some people may love it. Now, this is assuming that you don't have the heck to write a song. Yeah, that you're competitive. Right? Your reason for no isn't it's eight minutes long and it's boring and incomprehensible. Yeah. Or just basic building blocks. You have to know how to write a song. So that removing the reasons to say no, that's a valuable part of, like, you've learned how to build the birdhouses. You know, you've learned how to write the songs. Now we need you to start taking some risk. You know, like, you know the rules. Okay, now start figuring out which ones you can break or push the edges on. That sort of thing. Had a... um Back when I moved to town, I worked at Blue Water Music in the admin department. And the owner, Brownlee Ferguson, he was talking to us one day about writing. And this thing has always stuck with me. He said, sometimes writers get in the room and they get so concerned with what radio will play or what radio won't play that they knock all the cool edges off their song. Mm -hmm. He's like, you let me worry about that. You just go be brave, creative you. Bring it to me as a publisher and let me worry about what edges we need to knock off. He goes, but I can't. If it's too safe and too vanilla, I can't spice it up. I'm a publisher. That's not my job. But if you bring it to me, it's like, oh, you went a little too far here, a little too far there. We can rein you in. I can't pull you, you out. You bring it to me with, with something as crazy as the word spork in the lyric. <laughs> right. I can tone that down and, and tell the singer to sing fork instead. Well, you know what's funny? It's because, yeah, so every head bowed with Randy Travis, it said Which spork. Happened. It happened. <laughs> and then, you know, and I had to convince my co-writer, just Brandon Kenny, who's gone on to have a bunch of hits, but... Like, he's like, Spork? I don't know. People want to know what that is? I'm like, let's go around the office and ask people. So we went around, I guess it was Skyline at the time, and, and did a little informal poll. And people like, oh, it's that little spoon fork thing at KFC. Yes, I win. Let's put it in there. Yeah. And now Randy was worried that people wouldn't know what it was. So he ended up changing it to fork, which I'm like, you don't get forks at KFC, buddy. But anyway, but I love you, Randy. Call me. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> for some of the people at the label, help you now. <laughs> yeah, at Warner Brothers, I remember them saying like, oh, Oh, you wrote the Spork song. Yeah. Like, that was kind of what hung the in calling their card. head. Mm -hmm. Calling card. Like, oh, that was my favorite line in the song. I can't believe you took it out. Okay. You know, he still cut it, thankfully. You're like, I didn't. <laughs> I'm the one that put it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, you know, it might have given someone a reason to say no, but it's like, I'm not worried about, you know, it's was that, uh, you'll know this one. You, I probably heard it from you. So that old story about Kiss and Gene Simmons, just straight up propositioning girls in the, you know, backstage after a, a Kiss concert. And he's like, it's not how many say no, it's how many say yes. That's right. <laughs> so this is, it's a little bit like that. It's going, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to know how to put a song together. Now I'm going to not so worry so much about, will this give someone a reason to say no? Because I'm going to worry about giving them reasons to say yes. It's like the best defense is a good offense. Yeah. I'm just going to go be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. and i'm gonna worry about giving you reasons to say yes to this song knowing that it's going to give people reasons to say no not everyone's going to record it i don't need everyone to record it i need someone to record it yeah and so i just want to encourage y'all to be a little more fearless yeah. when you know how to write a song when you know the rules to go now nah, i'm gonna get a little loose with the rule take that chance Take that chance. Have a little bit of gunslinger in you and go for it. So remember, give them a reason. Hey, to you, know, you know, hold on real quick. One thing, like take that chance because you know what? Because that's what's going to get their attention, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going to get the cut. And then 
if that one thing that you're hemming and hawing about, the one edge that you're trying to knock off on the song, mm -hmm. if they feel it needs to be knocked off, they'll do it in the studio with the artist. Yeah. Which is what they did with Randy and Spork, right? Exactly. And then Randy liked it well enough that he reached out and wanted to write with me and Brandon. There you go. Which was one of my favorite days ever. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was pretty darn cool. So, love you, Randy. I didn't know that part of the story. <laughs> I didn't mention to him that I was upset he took out Spork. We just let that one go. <laughs> Don't need to mention that. I would have busted his balls. I'd have been like, you know what? You're lucky to have a running session with me, Randy, because you took out Spork. And, and you, 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 buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the best part of the song. Everybody knows it is a Spork song. I bet you Randy knows it is the Spork song. <laughs> That's funny. So I just worry about what other people would worry about. So anyway, bottom line, give the artist a reason to say yes. Don't just give them no reason to say no. So what's the big yes of your song? Every song should have a big yes. And so, hey, as we're finishing up here, I want to help you check those boxes, right? Like I can't give you the big yes for your song. I can't provide that for you, but I can help you get to where you're checking the boxes and you're building good songs and to encourage you to get to the big yes. And that's with my free PDF download. It's called Six Simple Ways to Make Your Songs More Commercial. Six Simple Ways to Make Your Songs More Commercial. You can get that at six, the number six, simpleways.songwritingpro.com. That is six simpleways.songwritingpro.com or you can just go to songwritingpro.com wheel around a little bit you'll find it but it's my gift to you just tell me where to email it I email it right out to you and it's going to help you know the rules and how to get the odds in your favor so that then when you start taking chances based off that platform you have a good solid foundation then you're able to take some chances right it's a great framework for writing killer songs exactly so six simpleways.songwritingpro.com there you go. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Make sure that you subscribe or follow the podcast. Tell a friend about it. Join the climb community. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.